Welcome to a brand new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and sitting across from me here is Daniel. Hello, hello. One of the uh, Harley riding fairies. No, Jordan, I'm actually, uh, my alignment is chaotic neutral, and I prefer to play the class of ranger. Oh, okay. God. I'm sorry, I mixed you up. Sorry. It's like you've never even learned about D&D before. Nope. <laughs> well, you did a little bit today. Yes. And hey, welcome. So today we are talking the new Pixar film, Onward, which I'm looking forward to talking on this one. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's dive right into it. Cheers. Onward! Yeah, new episode of Movies and Brews. Welcome back, Daniel. Welcome back. And we finally made our way back to the theaters for this one. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks since we've been to the theater, which is kind of nice having a small break. I didn't mind that. Yeah, that's it was nice. It's good talking Bond. We'll talk more about that later because we got some news after our last episode. Before we get going, let's talk about what we're drinking this week. This week was Daniel's week to bring in something. Daniel, what do you got for us? So I brought something in from Double Mountain called the Old Greg IPA. Uh, 7.0 alcohol. Uh, I just saw it. I'm like, oh, I've never, I don't think we've had, haven't had that on the show. I don't think I've ever had it. It's different. It's good. I like it. Yeah. Strong. Mm. Somehow mine froze a little bit in the freezer though. It was only in there for a few minutes, but it froze a little bit. Now it's getting hard to drink. I don't know how the hell that happened. I don't know how it happened either. Cause mine, yours is completely fine. I put that mine, one in the freezer to chill it too. Yeah. Mine seems perfectly fine. Weird. It's delicious. Cool. Thanks for bringing that in. All right, Daniel. Well, Let's move on here, and let's talk some movie news. Any good news going on out there today in Hollywood? <clears throat> I know uh, some breaking news happened day after we recorded our last Bond. Uh, yeah, of course, and it's Bond news, too. But yeah, so the first thing that I saw is that No Time to Die got pushed back a little bit further than uh, than I would have thought. I mean... Top Gun Maverick got moved up by two days. Bond got pushed back to November. Yeah, from April 10th, I believe, to well, November it, 25th. Well, then you think it was going to come out in November 2019, and then it got pushed to April 2020, and now it gets pushed again to November. So it got pushed an entire year. Which makes sense, because uh, they these kind of movies, I mean, the whole world is into Bond, and these movies rely on worldwide box office, and there's a little epidemic going on right now in the world, so it makes sense. Although I've heard other rumors that it was uh, received some poor test screening, so who knows? Who knows? I think a little bit of both. Who knows what the real reason is? I mean, like, if it was bad test screenings, they have the perfect excuse to cancel it in guise of, like, you know, the coronavirus going around, COVID-19. But yeah, we'll see. So hopefully it's still good. Um, I'm still looking forward to it. But now I'm just like, man, now I actually have time to like, if I really buckled down to watch a Bond movie a week, I'd be done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking of doing it since I already watched uh, Dr. No and From Russia With Love to get to Goldeneye Theaters a few weeks ago. I'm like, I might as well just continue and just watch everything in order. And by the time No Time to Die comes out, boom. Yeah, I might just, I've been thinking about it. Do it. But yeah, so push back to November twenty fifth for the. US I look at release. it and say, you know what, this this fall we're gonna have some good stuff to look forward to. No time to die. We're gonna have Dune to look forward to. Yeah, King Kong versus Godzilla. That has already been test screened a little bit too, and I heard that they're pretty positive reviews so far. Oh, awesome! It's my sweet. So they listened to our show and decided, oh, less human action, more monster interactions. What they want? I hope perfect. So. I hope that's what we're getting. All right. So next we had the Batmobile pictures that got released by Matt oh, Reeves, yes. which feels like forever ago already. But yeah, that was last week. So essentially the Batmobile looks more like a muscle car, like a tricked out muscle car with probably like thick plating, but not, it doesn't look like a tank. Fast and furious. Batman and a lots style. of fast, lots of fast, lots of fast and furious memes, which I was all for. That was, were hilarious. It's all about family. The bat, the bat, and the furious. Yeah, so or my favorite was too bat, too furious. <laughs> but yeah, so I see a lot of people mixed reactions. I'm still all in for this. Like I'm in for the cast. The fact that this takes place two years, 
I think that's like a, I think like, again, like you text me, you're like, everything that I see from this movie just screams like early. I'm like, yeah, it's like two years into his career. And I got to be honest, like it makes sense in my mind. Cause you know, like if Wayne tech doesn't have like just it, a tank ready to go, anything to do with the previous universe they created. Or? I don't think so. So this is not really the bat flick at all. No. Okay. So this is kind of like a standalone, its own thing, early Batman career. And it kind of feels like, in my eyes, I'm like, okay, yeah, like, if you're two years in, you're still, like, R&Ding your stuff. Like, it's not going to be a refined thing. Although, I did like how they got away, like, got past a lot of that. And the Nolan stuff is like, well, you know, we have military applications for, like, these body armors. You know? It was cool. That worked, too. But this also works in a different way, I think. Yes. But I'm still excited to see it for the cast alone. I'm very interested well i'm the director too i think he's got decent vision so i look forward to seeing what he brings to the screen yeah cool anything else big in the news world i'm trying to think any news and rumors oh yeah no i got i got more you got more sweet so one uh marvel's new mutants gets a pg-13 rating and it sounded like they were shooting for an r rating oh really yeah i gotta say don't care about this movie I don't care about the movie, but I am curious because it got pushed back and shelved for years. And I'm just kind of curious because they should have just released it. it. And we're either going to come and praise it or we're going to come and laugh at it. We're probably going to be like, okay, that was weird. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. Uh, And speaking of weird, uh, Taika Waititi is set to direct two animated series for Netflix set in the world of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. What? Yep. (laughs) One of them is going to be Oompa Loompa centric and the other one is going to take place, I think, actually with like an animated Charlie and the Chocolate Factory story. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think they're going to. Yeah. I was just like, excuse you. <laughs> like, all okay. right. That's uh, as that's long as, long as we get Johnny Depp again. That would be kind of hilarious. But I am curious. I mean, especially if it's going to be on Netflix and maybe I'll check it out. I mean, I don't have to go to the theater to watch that. Why not? Why not? And the last thing I have is. It is confirmed. Tessa Thompson and a few other sources confirm Christian Bale is playing the villain in Thor Love and Thunder. Heck yeah. Well, did you hear breaking Thor news yesterday or today? Uh, Maybe I missed it. What do you got, Jordan? Guardians of the Galaxy are going to make an appearance. Oh, yes, yes. I forgot about that. But yes, so yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy are going to make an appearance because they're currently with Thor after Endgame. And... Yeah, and now Christian Bale is going to be playing the villain. So that's pretty exciting. I would love to see Jeff Goldblum return. We'll see. Oh, that he was great. Too. That'd be amazing. He was my favorite part of Ragnarok. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, shall we move into other things we saw this week? Yes. I've got two that uh, I saw. I've got two as well. Why don't you go first? So the first thing I watched was Good Times. Nice. Uh, starring Robert Patterson. And other people. I don't remember. <laughs> One of the Softy brothers. I don't know if it's Safty or Softy, but whatever. Yeah. But yeah, one of the Safty so brothers the that directors... co-directed also starred as his younger brother. Yeah, starring... Yeah, uh, directors of Uncut Gems. And this is on Netflix. Came out, what, 2018? So just a couple years 17. ago. 2017. Okay, so a few years ago now. But yeah, what... A horribly uncomfortable movie. Like, it was good, but again, like Uncut Gems, there's tension there. It makes you horribly uncomfortable. The first, like, 20 minutes, I'm just like, I feel so... Well, I felt bad for the brother for most of the movie. Like, the little brother. Yeah. but I, I just, Is it not a... I don't want to get spoilers away because people haven't seen this, but isn't it just a nuts movie? It's just crazy. Yeah. It's kind of like Uncut Gems. You're like, what the fuck is happening? And then just like, there's tension, there's tension. Why are we going in these directions? Okay. How uncomfortable were you during this part where he needed to create a distraction, so he, uh, I don't know, what did you say, gets involved with another character yeah. right then and there? Yeah. Were you just like, uh... I was just like, should I just come back to this later? <laughs> like, I'm like, it was a lot. That movie was a lot. more. I feel like more than Uncup Gems, like... It made me a little bit more on the ed- on edge than Uncut Gems did, which did Uncut Gems made me on edge a lot. I might go see tension. that again. It's playing a second one in theater near here. I might go see that 
for yeah. a third time. But I mean, if you like Uncut Gems, like I guess like from what I've heard, like these everything that these guys kind of direct like has. I mean, they only have two full length movies now. Two full length movies. Yeah, they got but a lot they of shorts a, and two full lengths. But they're like really good, like having that like high tension. You're just not same, sure. What the same guy that happen. composed the score of Uncut Gems. I thought he did a great job in this movie too with the yeah. score. And, but great tension. I mean, I love I love the actors in this too. I thought they were all great. Yeah, it was just just yeah. Plus, this is the first thing like I've heard of Robert Patterson's like doing a lot of like indie movies to kind of when he's trying to sim himself away from Twilight, um, and you know like this is the first movie I've seen him actually like do stuff like I've never watched a Twilight movie, but this is the first movie i've actually really seen him in yeah i want to see him in more stuff now like well, he's I, gonna be in tenant too he is uh, yeah i still want to see uh he and reese witherspoon did a movie a while back called water for elephants and i still would like to see that oh yeah i forgot about that movie so see a good dra- feel good drama or something like that dramedy dramedy maybe yeah oh, okay but yeah i'd like to see that yeah we'll talk spoilers of uh good times afterwards because i'd love to hear more scene to scene but i don't want to give it any way to our audience all right jordan what did you watch so last week this is coming back from last the week before i saw a little sam rockwell movie called moon Moon. written directed by duncan jones moon stars sam rockwell the voice of kevin spacey as well as dominic mcelligant as his wife, which we only see in videos and stuff. So, essentially, Moon, I'll give you the quick synopsis here, is Sam Rockwell, or Sam Bell is the character's name, has a three-year contract to work for Lunar Industries. For the contract's entire duration, he is the sole employee based at their lunar station. His primary job responsibility is to harvest and periodically rocket back to earth supplies of helium three the current clean and abundant fuel used on earth so rockwell's on the moon all alone he's got his own little you know hal robot unit there with him keeping him company right and he's near his three-year-end contract where he can finally go back to his family and things begin to happen daniel Mm -hmm. i can tell you what begins to happen but things begin to happen okay i like i say about this movie because i really don't want to give anything away is Rockwell is great in this. He's always great. He's always great, but yeah, you, I think you really like him in this. Uh, it's on Netflix right now, streaming. I would say check it out. It's definitely worth a watch. I've, you know, this came out in 2009, so I, I can't believe it's already 11 years old. That's how I feel about a lot of things. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, geez, I finally get around to it. But yeah, I finally got around to it, saw it, and it was, it was very interesting. I, I use that term a lot for some movies, but it was very interesting, and you just got to check it out for yourself. I don't okay. want to give any twists or anything away, but Sam Rockwell is great. Check it out. Moon. Sweet. All right. Uh, the other thing I had, like I said, it, it's not actually a movie, but I thought I'd talk about it because we've been like kind of talking about it for the last few weeks. But Jordan, I finally sat down and started watching Lego Masters. Woohoo! I watched, binge watch, I think I watched four episodes in a day. Maybe, nice. no, I think I watched three episodes. I watched four episodes total. I'm not 100% cut up. Caught yeah, up. There's only five episodes out there. Yeah, so almost caught up. They're almost caught up. Yeah, I'll be new. Well, yeah, freaking watched three episodes, and all I can say is like, it just I get really giddy when I like watch stuff that I like can nerd out about. Like that's I kind of like have the same feeling when I was watching The Mandalorian, like how like stupid, excited, and giddy I was about it. But I love this, and I was telling my girlfriend like, finally, like she likes watching like kind of like reality TV shows, just to turn off her brain, which you know that's what they're good for. You're not supposed to take them seriously. And this show, I'm like, finally, like a reality TV show for me. Like she she likes cooking shows. She likes the, some of the crappy dating shows every once in a while. She likes Riverdale. 90 so. Day Engagement. I don't yeah. think she watches that one. But yeah, so I'm like, finally, like a cool show. You get to see people. Like, yeah, they play it up a little bit. Will Arnett is hilarious. Like he's, he's the good. jokes make me laugh. Like they're a little cringy from time to time, but they're still just... It's it's all in fun. It's not like he, he cracks me up though. I mean, this has been a fun so far, fun ride for me. Five episodes in, so, I hate every week. I hate seeing somebody leave because I like everybody. 
I know. I mean, I really liked the two older ladies. They were like, we raised our family. Now we just hang out and build Lego together. I'm like, that's fucking adorable. That is so cool. (laughs) I love it. But I'm just like, yes, this is so much fun. And seeing what these people create is insane. The Space Smash one was probably one of my favorites That episode was great. Cut in half episode was awesome. I mean, so many of the stuff they create, I'm like, man, I just want that like in my house on a shelf for decoration. And when Phil Lord and Chris Miller guest on one of them was a lot of fun where they're Episode mashing four. up genres mm-hmm. for the players to build around. Movie set genres. Yes. Yeah. Movies. That's what it was. Yeah. It was awesome. So I've been having just next the episode's great. They do skyscrapers in the next episode. Mega city. And yeah. coming up this week, they're going to be doing bridges. And they oh got, yeah. yeah they got to construct strong bridges because they're going to be putting weights on them. Like, that should be fun. I don't know. I'm super excited to watch more of this. Like, it's just a fun, feel good. Like, it's just, and you get to, like, just nerd out about how crazy, like, these buildings are. Like, it's awesome. And I, and I got to give a yeah, tip of the hat, salute, whatever you want to say to the cast members, especially the ones that were voted off the show that were still there at Portland's um, Bricks Cascade. Knowing they were no longer part of the show, but didn't give anything away and just had a great time anyway with all the fans. Yeah. I got to give them a thumbs up for that. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was like one or two weeks later, some of my favorite ones you see get voted off that were there, but they were still smiling and everything. And it was, yeah. Well, good. Because obviously they, they're they done filming now. Yeah. So they know when they're getting kicked off. And to see them still there and just excited to see fans and meet people was just great. Yeah. So hats, no, off that's to, awesome. hats off to them. That is awesome. All right, Daniel. I saw another movie this week. Okay. Newish came out in like late 2019. Nick Cage movie, really bizarre movie. See the color of space called Color Out of Space. Out of Space. Yeah. Playing a nearby theater here, I finally was like, you know what? I'm gonna go see what this movie's all about. This movie was bizarre, bizarro weird is how I would describe it, Daniel. Okay. Just weird. It's an H.P. Lovecraft story. So let me just give you the. uh, so the synopsis of this is a story of cosmic terror about the gardeners, a family who moves to a remote farmstead in rural New England to escape the hustle of the 21st century. They are busy adapting to their new life when a meteorite crashes into their front yard. The mysterious aerial light seems to melt into the earth, infecting both the land and the properties of space-time with a, store, with a strange, otherworldly color. To their horror, the Gardner family discovers that this alien force is gradually mutating every life form that it touches, including them. Okay. That's the synopsis. So, anyway, this movie, I'm trying to think where to start. So, you got Nick Cage in this. Right. Right. Like I said, they so they move out. They start this farm with, um, what, what are those other types of llamas? Um, alpacas. Alpacas. <laughs> they start an alpaca farm, and... Things are going fine till yeah, this one day this meteor hits the front yard and just things begin to happen. And it's just, Daniel, this is like an 80s horror flick. It takes place in the modern time, but it's like an 80s horror flick. All the special effects are, they're all practical. And I don't know how to describe this movie other than, again, bizarro, weird, but very fun at the same time. Sweet. I think, but this is kind of like up your alley, Daniel, because you like kind of weird 80s horror flicks, kind of stuff like this. I B, do. B movie kind of stuff. Yeah. I, like, th- I really think this is up your alley. Um, so you know how like old 80s movies or just old horror films in general, they have those moments where uh, everything's quiet. You don't know what's going on. Then bam. Yeah. But then it turns out to just be a cat jumping on the counter. Yeah. Classic. There's one of those in this, Daniel. Mm-hmm. And this has to be the best version of that I've ever seen. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, this, this movie, just everything just... One weird thing after another. It's kind of a slow burn because it's almost two hours, a little bit of a slow burn, but overall very entertaining and fun. Um, A one Tommy Chong is in this movie. (laughs) Really? The Chong of Cheech and Chong. Also known as Leo in That 70s Show. Classic. So yes, he's in this movie. But yeah, this is just a bizarro, strange film, Daniel. But I think you would like it. I'm being very blunt and brief about everything because I don't want to give anything away. Right. But yeah, you don't have to go see it in theaters, but rent it when it comes out. Get it on Amazon. Maybe it'll be on uh, Netflix. But yeah, definitely check it out. Okay. 
I should do that because I was curious about this movie and it just sounds crazy, especially since Nicolas Cage in something based around a Lovecraft story. Well, like. <laughs> yes. And Nick Cage is Nick Cage. In this. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even talk about that yet. Directed by Richard Stanley. And well, he, he wrote the screenplay for it, directed off a HP Lovecraft novel or short story. Yep. So yeah, definitely check it out. It's, it's crazy, but very fun at the same time. Okay. I know. I'm behind on Nick Cage because I wanted to see this and I never saw Mandy from last year. Mm-hmm. Which I hear a lot of people like be like, yeah, that's up your alley too. So I need to check that out. I had a good time. I'm glad I saw it in theaters. Again, I don't think you need to run and see in theaters because like the only theater I know is playing in is playing at 9.45 a night. It's not great for your schedule. No, it's not great for me. But hey, when it comes but- out <laughs> on you know, video on demand, streaming service, check it out might be able to pull it off just because it's still my body hasn't adjusted to the time change so like my body's like oh it's only 8 45 <laughs> i don't know all right I'll, I'll try and get out to see that or rent it but yeah that was my second film this week nice color out of space sweet well i think that's all we got for other junk we've seen this week let's move on here daniel and talk some onward onward but yeah no, you gotta see this movie. It's up your alley as far as like '80s horror flick kind of thing. This, oh no, this this reminded me of John Carpenter stuff. Ooh, I do like love, the thing. There's definitely, especially with the practical effects, very thingish feeling. I do love John Carpenter. So yeah, you gotta check this movie out. I wonder, was this made by the Elijah Wood like production house? Because I think they're the ones who he produced Mandy. Was in the produ- producing credits. Yes. Oh, cool. So I think it's from the same, because Elijah Wood and, I forgot the other guy, but they run like a horror production company. Okay. Well, then, yeah, same people. Okay. But yeah, Elijah Wood was in the producing credits. Oh, cool. So it's probably from them, because they did Mandy last I can't year. remember the name of the companies that were in front of the movie, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's Nick Cage being Nick Cage, and it's entertaining. Sweet. Well, I gotta check it out now. So check it out. <laughs> All right, Daniel, let's get into our main movie of the week here. Our main movie on tap, as we call it. Yep. And let's talk some Pixar's Onward. All right. So yeah, Pixar's got a new movie in theaters, Daniel, called Onward, written by Dan. Scanlon, Keith Boonin, I believe, Jason Heedley, directed by Dan Scanlon, who also did Monster University and a short Mater film. Yeah, so yeah, I saw that and I'm just like, okay, so the people who made Monster University, which you haven't seen, right? I still never sat down and watched that one. I'm no, I gotta say it's probably the worst of the sequels besides Cars 2. What about the OK Dinosaur? I said the sequels. Mm. <laughs> but so yeah like i did not really like you know monsters university but they were also like picking up somebody else's world that somebody else made so them essentially playing around in their own little world that they created i liked a lot more but then excuse me go ahead jordan <laughs> all right well i was gonna say it stars the voices of tom holland chris pratt julia lewis dreyfus Octavia Spencer, Mel Rodriguez, Kyle Bornheimer, Lena, I think it's Waith, I think is how you say her last name. She plays Denise in Master of None. Okay. Uh, you've seen that, right? Yeah. Okay. And Ali Wong. So, yeah, what were kind of your thoughts going into this movie? So, my thoughts were this was this was number two on my most anticipated this year. I th- yeah, it was number two because number one was Last Night in Soho. But yeah, so going in, I'm like, okay, this is a movie that I was really looking forward to. I, when the first trailer dropped, I was super excited. I remember texting him like, holy crap, Jordan, Pixar is making an 80s movie because that's kind of the feel that you got. And so I was really excited to see it. Like you said, like I love like 80s kind of like weird movies, some like horror especially and like cult classic movies I enjoy a lot. So this like was hitting like something for me and it's like got a nerd aspect to it. Very D&D influenced, which I loved. So going into it, I was super excited. And I got to say, like, well, it when I watched it, 
I can objectively say it's not like in upper echelon of great Pixar movies, but it hit a bunch of right things for me that I still really enjoyed myself and had a great time. Yeah, for me, so I always look forward to the next Pixar movie. I mean, I love Pixar, even if they're doing sequels, which I kind of like, oh, come on, you guys are better than this. I still love looking forward to the next Pixar movie. Yeah. And yeah, when the trailer hit for this one, I got good, I guess it just had good vibes to it because yeah. you got fairy tale creatures in the modern era. Well, 80s, but still pretty close to modern era, modern yeah. technology. Yeah, the trailer got me a little bit excited. I'm like, okay, that looks like a lot of fun. It wasn't like, I mean, it was number five on my on my most anticipated for 2020 list. Right. I think you had Soul a little higher, didn't Soul you? Soul was one higher. Okay. Yes, I'm definitely looking forward to Soul. Like, I'm looking forward to a new trailer for that, too. They put away the uh, teaser trailer from last year before Onward. I saw that, too. Yeah, just That Soul looks just awesome, but it also I know it's going to have a lot of uh, Motown-ish type Soul music to mm-hmm. it, so that's going to make it a lot of fun. Yeah. But Onward, look, it looked fun. Chris Pratt voicing one of the characters. Tom Holland, I mean, he's fine. He's Spider-Man. But, I mean, he, I guess he doesn't like excite me as far as the voice over goes. But okay. Chris Pratt, you know, being Emmett in the Lego movie. Heck yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I was looking forward to it. And I got to say overall for uh, general thoughts, I guess, um, I liked this movie. I liked it a lot. I wish there were a few more laugh out loud moments in it. But what there was was really good. I like the uh, main characters in this. I like watching their relationship grow yeah. and rediscover things about each other. That was fun. You know, the two brothers is what yeah. I'm talking about. Um, I guess one, one thing I liked about this a lot is the it didn't take long to get on with the quest. No. You know, we introduced our characters and we got on the quest pretty quick. And then, you know, off we go into f- having fun and going on an adventure. Yeah. And I like that they, we didn't like, you know, it wasn't like an hour into the film or something crazy dumb like that. Yeah. It was pretty quick. So that was, that was cool. Yeah. The animation, I would say, is was pretty incredible. You know, you kind of have your, you know, your cartoony, goofy characters. But then all the background to this was mm-hmm. just so well done. Like all the other animations surrounding them was just great. I mean, Pixar just gets better and better. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess my overall thoughts were um, it's not one of Pixar's best, but this was still a really good, fun, well-made movie. Yeah, and the thing about Pixar is even their bad movies are better than most and like run-of-the-mill animated movies, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we're comparing this to, like, and I hate, I hate, I always hate comparing to, like, some of their greatest. I mean, you got the Toy Story trilogy, which is just amazing. Yeah. I'm still a fan of A Bug's Life. That's kind of the forgotten Pixar movie. The Incredibles oh, yeah. and Wally are both some of my favorites. And speaking of Bugs Life, the Julie Louise Dreyfus hasn't played, done a voice for Pixar since A Bugs Life. Who was she in that? Queen she was Amidala? Queen. She was Queen. Uh, the or not Amadala. Or like Princess. Uh, what's her face? <laughs> Anna. Oh, what is her name? Princess Anna. Aunt, yeah, yeah, Princess Anna. Princess, I'm just thinking of a flick yelling, Princess Anna, Princess Anna. I'm going to look that up or if we keep calling her Princess Anna. Bugs, but I'm pretty sure, yeah. But she was uh, the princess. No, you're, you're right. I think it, it is Anna. Because I remember, Princess Anna, Princess Anna. What is it, Flick? Yeah, which I totally forgotten she was in that. Because I was, after like, or today I'm just like, you know, I'm going to look up fun facts for this movie. Because um, I bet there's a ton. I could hardly find anything on like the Pixar Wikipedia page. All I heard was the creator of it. The creators were who did Monsters University, and it was based on one of their dads who died uh, early in his life, and he found a voice recording that his dad did. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so that's what kind of like came what he came, how he came up with the idea for the plot. That's cool, though. I mean, I enjoyed the story quite a bit because yeah, the dad died very young, bef- right before I believe Ian was born. So Ian Ian's voiced by. Uh, Tom Holland, and he's the younger brother. Chris Pratt's the older brother, which, you know, they're probably like three, four years apart, something like that. He was around for the first couple years of the older brother, then died before the second one was born. And I got to say, with their last name Lightfoot, I was just waiting for them to drop that the dad's name was um, Gordon. Gordon Lightfoot, (laughs) yeah. I know, Knives Out, and then... Wait, no. That's a different... Wasn't it Gordon Lightfoot that was playing in the bar? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They played his sundown. That's what it was. In the oh, movie. just so you know, for all the people who are like, it's not Anna, it's Ada. Princess Ada. Ada, okay. 
But yes. I was close. It's been a while since I've seen A Bug's Life. It's still one of my favorites, but I haven't watched it in a while. Oh, I watched it last year, I think. <laughs> I do need to watch that. I need to watch that in Wally again. Oh, so it's good. It's so long. But I yeah. still need to see The Good Dinosaur, too. I've never seen that. Even or Brave. Brave's good. I l- Not great, but good. Well, it seems like the type of material that I would still really enjoy, so I think it would elevate it a little bit for me. Yeah. But yeah, um... Yeah, freaking <laughs> the cast was good. The freaking voice acting. I liked Octavia Spencer's character, the Manticore. Yes. She was awesome. And I love how she works at a theme a medieval theme restaurant. It's like Chuck E. Cheese for medieval medieval times. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I just yeah. freaking love the this. side characters in this were great. I mean, I loved uh the mother's boyfriend, you know, the cop police chief. Mr. Bronco. He was pretty funny, I thought. But yes, I loved Octavia Spencer's character quite a bit. And just, yeah, her working in the restaurant and just finally discovering, like, yeah, what am I doing here? Like, I need to get out of here. I used to be fierce. I used to quest. It's just so much fun. Yeah. But but I always say, I love in the beginning, too, this isn't really a big spoiler, is the flashback sequence of, like, how they went from, like, the fairy tale creatures to, like, discovering modern technology. How they always use magic for things like, you know, fire and everything like that to where, like, one of them, one day, one of them discovers electricity. (laughs) And then it's just all, like, industrial revolution from there. I thought that was great. Yeah, I know. That was just a fun little gag. They're like, yeah, magic is super hard to master. So when you get the modern convenience of just flipping a switch, instead of learning a spell to cast light, people are like, why do I need magic? Yep. (laughs) It's kind of like, I equate it to just, like, thinking about, like, when I was a kid, just like, oh, you know, them teaching you math and be like, you know, you need to know how to do this because it's not like you're going to be carrying around a calculator in your pocket. And now we literally have a calculator in our pocket at all times. <laughs> it's just something like that. Just something small, but like, I don't, I'm not good at math anyway. So I definitely needed the calculator. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I love that. You're right. Like how they introduce it. And then like, eventually it kind of like, Makes the fairy tale creatures a little more lethargic, like modern living kind of is. Where you got nap for this, we got technology for whatever you really want. Mm-hmm. With an, yeah, you don't have to. Really Eighty technology goes. Yeah, exactly. But no, I I thought this was a fun story though, because yeah, you have Ian's his birthday. He's unsure of himself. It's a sixteen-year-old. Doesn't have a lot of friends, but uh, yeah, his mom brings down the staff from the attic that their dad gave them, left behind. And from there, I mean, things start happening. They try to bring him back. Doesn't work. Then like, well, we got to find this crystal. So off they go and the quest starts. Yes. And I, we haven't mentioned Chris. Well, we kind of talked about Chris Pratt's older brother character. Um, Barley. That's his Barley. name. Barley. I but thought he did the bro character really good. I just loved how like. He was my favorite part of this movie. He always think like it kind of like I was, you know, since it's a brother's movie, I was thinking about you, but I also thought it was more like the roles are reversed. Like you're the older brother. I'm the younger brother, but I'm the nerdier one. And you're just like the, yeah, okay, whatever. Like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, 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 whatever. (laughs) But I I think think about Dungeons and Dragons. I just love how like when he introduces the staff, like he's just like, super nerd like knows all the ins and outs of i forget what they call it i mean I'll, I'll definitely admit i was thinking of you a lot watching this because i was like yeah i'm the one that's like yeah first one to drive like hey let's get in the yeah whatever I forget what he called his car but like guinevere guinevere i mean i'm sure that's what my silver audi was like let's get in guinevere and let's uh sneak out to the movies oh <laughs> like yeah <we> did. <laughs> I mean, it probably was as loud as your audi yeah we probably to, we literally had to push it down the street so we could go see wanted yeah, and then I left I the ticket step in my pocket, and we got caught anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I totally remember that. Though. Typical. Well, there's a lot of reminders of that. I mean, it's it's a great story because like one one barely knew the dad, one grew up not knowing the dad at all, and the whole thing is like, if I could just spend a like you know we've all lost somebody in our life, and the whole thing is like, if I could just spend like a day with this person, yeah. What could I do to bring him back? And if I, yeah, if I could just get a day with this person, he had his list of like, I want to do this and this and this. When, you know, when we get dad back, these are all things I want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I thought it was great. No, I did. I, I thought it was great too. Like I said, I love how he's just like, nerdy little brother, but he's a cooler brother. He's not trying to, he's actually embarrassing his little brother. And it's usually the other way around. 
but he's just like just really wants to just hang out and like nerd out with his little brother and i love that aspect and i love how he hooks he's trying to pick him up from school for his birthday and he's just like come here hey Ian. in front of his friends yeah well i love he, he just got that energy to him yeah I just I loved Barley. He was probably my favorite character. He yeah. stood out the most. He was he was him definitely and, my favorite character. But um but like I said, like yeah, I love how he's super nerdy. I love when he gives like you see like it in the trailers, like he gives them a staff, but immediately he's like, Well, that's a wizard staff, but I mean, if Dad was a wizard, he would know that he would need a crystal and then he like rummages through it and there's a crystal, he's like, Yes, yes. <laughs> And it also is fun that he's the super nerdy one, but he's not able to do magic. It's only the little brother that's able to do magic. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I got to say, I love my screening. I went and saw this yesterday in 3D. As far as 3D goes, uh, I wouldn't say it wasn't like a must in 3D like uh, How to Train Your Dragon was last year. Yeah, the animation doesn't pop as much as. But it still like looks that. sharp. It looked very sharp in 3D. Mm-hmm. And yeah, seeing 3D on a was it Monday? Yeah, yeah. On a Monday, there was me, a gentleman, and his son, and that was it in the theater. They were quiet, so it was like it was just me alone in the theater. Nice. It I, was awesome. I went with two other people. I went with my girlfriend and my roommate Gavin, who was also a big nerd. What's up, Gavin? Yeah, and uh, so we saw it at 10:30 at night on Friday. I think yeah, I think it was Friday. We saw it at ten thirty at night. There was hardly anybody in our screening. Hell yeah, it's good. And it wasn't noisy at all, and we had a great time. Although I forgot about this because you know my girlfriend was closing, so she wasn't getting off to like nine or ten. So I'm like, okay, I got some time. I was have I had like two, I had like two beers before my buddy got before Gavin got home, and he gave me another beer, so I had three beers. And then my girlfriend got home, and he's like, do you want another beer? I'm like, no, we're going to leave soon. She's like, you should just chug it. And she drove us to the movies. So I had, like, I just chugged, like, a tall like a tall beer, like a Vortex IPA. And then we took two into the theater. So I had, like, I was pretty, I was feeling pretty awesome while I was watching this movie. <laughs> so that might have helped my opinion Lucy of it, too. Goosey. I was super loosey-goosey. Alcohol not required, but very much my, fun. My show was a little <laughs> after noon, so I just had coffee with me. That was about it. Yeah, boring. Boring. But it was so, yeah, we had a great time. That's good. I don't, I'm trying to think, like, what? Because yeah, I don't want to give anything away quite yet. So, yeah, we. Um, I guess things I liked, I love the brother relationship. Like, there are different personalities. I thought that was great. Uh, Ian's checkoff list was I like how he just had less things he wanted to do with his dad when they did bring him back. Right. Um, the flashbacks. I enjoyed the flashbacks because first you see how creatures came to be in the modern era. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards the end though, you get some really good flashbacks between the brothers. Yeah. And I really thought that was impactful. Yeah. We'll talk more about that in spoilers, but I thought that was very impactful. Yeah, well, I I say, like, for my likes, I really liked the brother's relationship. Like I said, I liked how it was kind of like an inverse. Like, the older brother was the nerdy one, and the younger brother was getting embarrassed by his older brother. Um, And, you know, I do kind of like the disparity between them. It's like, he barely knew his dad, but Ian never knew his dad, so that's what he wants more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, And I do love the mom. She was hilarious. She was fun. And she had, actually, I'm glad that she wasn't, like, just introduced and kind of sidelined. She had an active yeah, part. Yeah, I, I, especially from the trailers, if I had to guess, I would have thought she was introduced in the, in the beginning and then just not there the rest of the movie. Yeah, but I'm glad she kind of had an active part in the B storyline. Or, well, it's yeah. the main storyline. But, yeah, she had like Sub-plot. her own little quest that she was going on, too. Well, I really like the mom. <laughs> Saving the boys from their quest. Exactly. So, <laughs> I loved that. Um I've got a few more likes, like some specific themes, themes that I'm thinking or themes, scenes that I'm thinking of. But we'll wait on those. Might be spoilery. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, why don't we uh, start going into spoilers then? Because I think all mine are spoilery at this point. Too. Okay. But yeah, as far as general thoughts go, I had a good time. I thought it was fun. It's not Pixar's greatest. I still, as far as their last really great film, I still say Coco 
is the one for me. Yeah. But this is still up there as far as being a really good movie. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say check it out. Definitely check it out. It if, needs some love. Um, thanks to that I know, it still damn made them... coronavirus and didn't make much money over this weekend, which is shocking for a Pixar movie. Yeah. I think $39.5 is what it made. Yeah, I saw that it made... Yeah, I think that I saw it rounded up to $40 million. It still Just... made more than anything else over the weekend, but that's still not a huge take-home for mm-hmm. the whole weekend. Not for a Pixar movie, at least. No. So, yeah. Definitely, I... I don't know. I saw it in 3D, and I again, like it didn't push the envelope like Dragons 3 did last year. Right. But seeing it in 3D, I, it was still really good, and I don't know. I enjoyed it in 3D quite a bit. Yeah, I saw it in XD, which it was very good. I didn't think I didn't feel like I needed to see it in like in 3D. Yeah, I, just the type of animation. Like, yeah, I mainly saw it in 3D just because time conveniences. Like yeah. I was gonna go see an XD, but then my physical therapy appointment went too long, so then XD was the next thing. So I'm like. Yeah, screw it. I'll see you next hour in 3D. Yeah, why not? And, yeah, no regrets. All right, well, Daniel, let's go into spoilers here, and let's do spoilers for Onward in 5, 4, 3, 2, two 1. Spoilers. Welcome to Spoiler Talk. Okay, so I want to talk about a few specific scenes that I absolutely freaking loved. One, uh, I think my favorite scene of the entire movie was the chase scene against the biker pixies and them trying to outrun the Yes, that was probably my favorite. My whole, in general, favorite scene was when Barley was tiny. Barley tiny was hilarious. That was hilarious. Because they go from shrinking him to the, we go to the convenience store where we meet the pixie uh, biker gang. And all of that was hilarious. And then, yeah, the chase scene I thought was just awesome. That was probably my favorite scene as well. Yeah, and the physical comedy with the dad being half legs and, like, the other half was just, like, clothing to try and make him look normal was hilarious, especially in, like, the convenience store when the bikers are being all confrontational. He just kind of, like, flops his head over and makes it look like he's kind of, like, deal with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I love Barley talking to the pixies. like, well, I'm just saying your ancestors Lost the ability to fly because he's nerding out because he knows because they say that everything in like his Dungeons and Dragons game is factual as far as like actual history goes for the mm-hmm. for the mystical war- world. So he's like trying to school them on why they should be able to fly still, and he's offending them, and it's hilarious. Yeah, not. <laughs> and it's so fun. I love the idea of little pixies. Like, there's like probably at least like 50 pixies operating a single motorcycle. Like, I don't know, maybe not that many, but there's a bunch just no, operating. So, what do they have? Like half a dozen motorcycles. There's probably at least five, eh, five or ten per motorcycle. Yeah, at least. Them. But and I it, thought that it, was hilarious. It's, it's it, great. The, the the highway chase scene is just hilarious. Throwing chains around and things like that, and just. Yeah everything knocking into other stuff it, it's funny it, it's definitely entertaining i mean it's great too i mean I just, again i loved chris pratt's character barley yeah. just being tiny for a while i thought that was just fun yeah that was great i love him like hopping like, i'm gonna drive i can't reach anything <laughs> so and i love it i i absolutely love how like you mentioned before um the uh ian makes a little checkoff list of things he wants to do with his dad like play catch learn to drive and all this stuff Mm-hmm. And as they're like, and his dad's in the, like the backseat of the van for most of this, but like, uh, when Barley's tiny, Ian has to step up and like start driving his car. And mm-hmm. so he gets to check driving off of the checklist, Yeah, you know, and he slowly like starts checking off more and more stuff as they like progress in their qu- adventure to get a new crystal to get their dad Resurrect their resurrected. Dad. Yeah. Oh gosh. What else do I like that? Greatest. Um, The quest in general, I I like that. It felt very Indiana Jones. The one part that felt the most Indiana Jones to me was when they're at the Invisible Bridge. Or, well, they're at the bridge in general. Yeah. But also, kind of. And how he's got to get across by, you know, having faith and whatever. It just totally reminded me of The Last Crusade. That, I didn't think about that. And what I didn't think about until just now, it also felt very Goonies because they're going on this adventure, but it's leading them all around like, like they're like kind of underground, but they're still like underneath their town. Their town, yeah. Which felt very Goonies. Very Goonie, but yeah, still very Indiana Jones. Like Again, this, 80s movie. The whole <laughs> staff thing reminded me of like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought we were going to kind of have a moment with that, with like the sun shining through and like giving them direction where to go. Yeah. But that reminded me of Raiders. But then, yeah, the crossing the canyon reminded, totally reminded me of um, The Last Crusade. Right. But yeah, though, I'm glad you mentioned the bridge because that was like my second favorite scene. It's because he's telling him he has to have faith. He has to cast a bridge spell. And I absolutely love how he's just like, if you lose, if you lose concentration, like the bridge just kind of disappears. He has to believe that it's there even after he casts the spell for it to work. So he ties, so Bartley ties a rope around him. But I, I gotta say, I, my, I was almost, even though I know it's just a cartoon, I was on edge when he was going across there. Cause he yeah. first, he does fall and, and we know he's not going to die, but yeah, he still falls pretty good and then gets pulled back up. I was still on edge as he was crossing. Oh, I know, because like half, about halfway through, like the rope just kind of falls off, and Barty's like, "Keep going, don't look back, you're doing great," encouraging him until he gets across. He's like, "You got the rope? Yeah, I still got the rope. <laughs> yeah, I still got it." That was hilarious. I love when he's just like, "How long have you? How long was I not having the rope for?" Oh, only about the second half. <laughs> But I thought that was awesome. I really liked that scene. Another scene I loved was when they were, uh, I guess, I don't know, projecting the image of the cop, the main sheriff of the town. Oh, yes. And every time he lied, like the illusion starts to fade. Yeah, that was very interesting. I, I like that sequence. Officer. And that, that's where he had uh, the two officers, Spectre and was it Gore is the other one. Officer Gore, I believe. Spectre being played by the Master of None, Lena. Which I love her. I think oh yeah, okay. You saw her. I think you would know her best from. Uh, she was in what was the Spielberg film, virtual reality movie. Oh yeah, she was in Ready Player One too. Yeah, Ready Player One. But I think I had seen I had seen Master None before that. Yeah, she plays my Deb's friends in that. Yeah, yeah. She anyway, I love her in that show, and uh, it was fun seeing her voice the character in this. Yeah. But yeah, I do love the interaction between the two cop ladies and them, and they're like in disguise. And yeah, every time he lies, like things are appearing, like the especially when the his own leg appeared. Yeah, <laughs> there's just, uh, good moments there. Yeah, there's a lot of physical comedy in this movie, which was great. I think they really nailed those aspects of it, and the writing was still pretty sharp too. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, I'm just gonna say, like, I'm trying to think of any other maybe, like I said, like love the manicure. Oh. Another like my last of like my favorite scenes was when you're focusing, you're following uh, his mom and the manticore and they're going to a pawn shop to get her eternal sword. And he's just like, oh, 10 bucks. And she's like, oh, I and then she's not the manticore just like not really paying attention to the the pawn shop clerk. She's like, oh, my God, my one of a kind sword. Oh, I missed you so much. And he's like, did I say 10? I meant 10,000. <laughs> I do. It's just like. Take a, stabs her on the side of the neck with her scorpion tail. And I just love how as they're walking out, the mom just like flips the open sign to close. <laughs> and then just walk, just that like, scene, that scene was pretty hilarious. I love that. was like my last one. Like my all, like that was a great scene. <laughs> and, and then I, I, I love, so I mean, they, they, they cross the bridge. Then they're following all the crows pointing in their direction. Then they go down into the uh, underwater area. Right. <laughs> It is pretty funny when they end up back at the school. Yeah. And they're like, wait, what? What's going on? I did yeah. love that. But I got to say, I love when uh, the dragon appears and how the dragon's made, you know, first the school starts blowing up or whatever. Yeah, like kind of like f falling apart. Falling apart. And then the dragon appears from like broken school parts. <laughs> the part of that that cracked me up though, that I, I don't know what. <laughs> Was it his face? No, it was more the child in, in me laughing at this part, though. But it was when every time it roared, it was the school bell. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Well, I, I did love the ending. So, yeah, I guess we'll talk about the ending here. Is they find they finally find the new diamond, which is at the fountain that he was getting arrested from, ironically. <laughs> I know. That was awesome. That was pretty funny. But, yeah, he brings back his dad. But then Ian... The younger brother is in this mess, surrounded by um, rubble, and he doesn't know what to do. And but he gets to watch his moment with his brother and his dad talk to each other. Yeah, which that was kind of like I wasn't expecting that like amount of sacrifice from like Ian because he has never met dad, his dad. He has only like heard about him, seen pictures of. Which, that's my that's why I put down as far as biggest surprise go was Ian not actually getting to meet his dad. 
Yeah, he gets to see Barley and them reconnecting. He, he sees that, but yeah, to not... Which, yeah, it's crazy, because they had 24 hours that they could be with their dad, possibly. But they only got, what, two minutes, basically? Pretty much two minutes. But yeah, it was, that was, uh, no, it was a touching part, though. Watching him watch him through the bricks. Yeah. Watching him reconnect with his with the dad, well, even though he had never met him. Yeah. But uh, that was my biggest surprise, though, was not him, Ian, not getting to meet the dad himself. Yeah. As far as favorite part goes, I don't know. I guess my favorite part really was, uh, which followed that scene, was when he's looking at his list and he's like, well, shoot, I didn't get to do this or this or this or this with dad. Mm-hmm. And then it just he just has these flashback moments of him and his brother as kids. And then he's like, wait a minute. Yeah, he starts getting check off all the li- all his stuff on the list. He's like, but I did do this, 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 this with my brother, who was like my, what, father figure, I guess, basically. I mean, not up. really, but, well, I get, I mean. You, Parental, well, I don't know. You look up to your older brother. Right. You Ho- know. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, you're questionable. Shut up. <laughs> but no, yeah, no, it's. It's it's a nice movie. Like I really, I don't know. Like especially if that, you're was, like, that was probably my favorite part though. Was him checking off the list of stuff he wanted to do with his dad, then realized I didn't get to his dad, but I got to do this with my brother. And yeah, that's not, that's just as important. Yeah, it is. It is yeah, it's a very nice message. It was a good, good. It was a good moment. Yeah, but yeah, that was my favorite part. Probably I don't know. Um, dislikes. Do I have any dislikes? My only dislike, I guess, was uh, I guess I felt their story, the the story, overall story slash their quest was a little too easy. Everything just moved, moved, moved along. Right. But I know it's a kid's movie, but it still felt a little too easy. And then I guess if there's anything else, you know, like I said earlier, there weren't weren't too many laugh out loud moments. So I guess if you're not going to have that many laugh out loud moments, then make me cry. Yeah. That was one of my big surprises. I didn't actually cry in this movie. And I didn't cry. So and it's that like, has not happened. Didn't laugh as much as I wanted to, but then I didn't cry either as far as like the opposite goes. So it's like, all right. I don't know. But you got any closing thoughts on this? Overall, I enjoyed this quite a bit. Yeah, you know, honestly, I actually feel like I had more laugh out loud moments just because I am kind of a huge nerd. And like when he, like on the bridge, when he's like, oh, I tried to cast the spell. He's like, pfft. That spell doesn't reach more than like four meters or something, and me and my buddy Gavin were just laughing that that was applying to like real, like re- the real world aspect of it. Is that really how D and D works? Yeah, you have yeah. When you cast spells, you have a spell range that you can cast them in, and they won't go outside that range. Wow. <laughs> so he was out of range to use that spell, and I like his brother just like laughed him like, "Yeah, of course you can't do that. Are you kidding me?" That's why I'd still rather be a Jedi over a wizard. <sighs> but they're pretty much space wizards. <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> a lot of good stuff to like about this movie, though. Again, yeah. it, it's not my favorite Pixar movie. Uh, if I were to grade this out, i give it a B plus overall. Not amazing, but still very, very, very good. You know what? I got it. Man, I wanted to give it an A. I really did. Maybe even an A minus. But I feel like just because I know, like, well, I really liked it, objectively speaking i know this is an upper echelon pixar but it was still very fun like it's very it's not like mediocre Mm -mm. at least not for me because like i said it's got that nerd aspect that just really works for me no i'd have to like probably go rewatch every pixar movie from toy story up to really do like a upper half and lower half of pixar right i don't know where the stands somewhere in the middle but being in the middle i still give it a b plus yeah, like I said, yeah, I think I'll probably give it like a B. Yeah, a B plus two. I want, I really want to give it an A minus, but just because I know it's not as good as other Pixar movies, I still really liked it. Entertainment wise, I give it seven and a half too. I mean, it, this is still a very fun, entertaining movie. There are good laugh moments. I love the brother brother relationship in it. That's great, and just the moments that and the ending was really good. <clears throat> Jesus, it excuse was. me. The ending was good. I do love the part with the dragon made out of the school parts. 
Yeah. Oh, and one last mention for the mom. Uh, in the beginning, it shows her doing like a Zumba class, and the guy's just like, "I, you are a dragon." She's like, "I am a dragon, or I am a warrior." Warrior. Yeah. You are a warrior. I am a warrior. Just doing like that was little funny. like exercise, and at the end, she ends up fighting the dragon. She's like, starts playing like the Zumba music. She's like, "I am a warrior," and just like dunce, dunce, and runs up and like starts fighting the dragon to give them time to complete the spell. Oh, I will say one one part I liked about this movie a lot was uh, Bailey sacrificing his van. Oh, yes, we didn't talk about that, but Guinevere getting sacrificed. And I, I like how they're just like, moment of silence, saluting the van. I like I was saluting the van, too. I'm like, damn, dude. He loved that van. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was a great moment. And yeah, when you see him take the, take the part of the uh, taillight for old time's sake... But they ended up using it to his advantage later on. Yeah. That was great stuff. Yeah, no, that... Yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, great movie. That. I mean, still love Pixar. Looking forward to the next one, which this year, just a few months away, we get their next one. Soul. Can't wait. Yeah. Love. I'm excited, but definitely go check this out. It's worth a watch for sure. And it's it, not bad. It needs some love at the box office too. So yeah, I would definitely say check it out in theaters. It, it needs some love. Yeah. Yeah, I told somebody about this even before I saw this. I'm like, if they kind of like pull it off how it kind of feels like if they pull off what they've presented in the trailers i was telling people i'm like i think this is probably going to be like a movie that i'll watch all the time and now seeing it i think they pulled it off pretty well they pulled off the fun aspect of it like i said like i don't need every pixar movie to make me cry it's kind of relieving that i can just watch yeah. something for fun and that's the thing with pixar i either want to laugh hard or cry exactly and they've been leading or into both. cry a lot well which Toy Story 3 made me laugh good, and then it made me cry at the very end. And it destroyed you. But, <laughs> yeah, so I think for me, that they did pull off. They like I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm buying this as soon as it comes out. I'm watching it. I'm probably going to go see it again in theaters. Yeah, which I think I might, too, actually. Yeah. And I would suggest check it out in 3D. Definitely worth it. Okay. Again, no Dragon 3 in 3D, but whatever. No, we can't all be How to Train Your Dragon 3. No. Which, why didn't that win Best Picture again? Because... Pixar needed another Oscar, I guess. I guess. All right. I don't agree with it, but good for them, Which I they guess. could be up for two Oscars next year, Soul and Onward. Mm, I feel like, if anything, they'll be campaigning for Soul. We'll see. We'll see, though. Could be I'm, both, though. That'd be cool to see both up. And also, now that <laughs> it's kind of sucks, because like, they announced that this, like, going forward, Pixar is going to focus more on originals. Hell yeah. Which, again, this is why it needs love, because they last decade was the decade of sequels. This decade is essentially the decade of originals. So go see it. Let it make money so they can make more original stuff so we can get some yes. new shit. Exactly. <laughs> That's what Pixar is founded on. Let's get to that point. I agree. All right, cool. Well, that's two B pluses recommends to see in theaters for Onward. Daniel, let's move on here and let's do this week's gambling game. Okay. Do, 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 do. Ah. I turned the lights. It got dark in here all of a sudden. <laughs> Sun goes down and it's like, whoa. Okay. Last year, or not last year, last week, Jordan and I bet on the Ben Affleck basketball movie, The Way Back. Uh, I bet 73%, and Jordan bet 63%. When we were recording, there was no score posted. And now, let me check it out pulling it up right now excuse me but all right as of right now the way back ben affleck movie with 130 critic reviews is currently fresh at 85 percent so you know that's actually a lot higher than i thought it would be and so i guess technically that makes me the winner cool yeah that is way higher than i thought it would be I still might actually go see this. I might go see this and The Invisible Man in the next week. We'll see. But those both got better reviews than expected. Yes. All right, Daniel. Well, you got to sign me a movie. Jordan, you're going to like this. I okay? Better. I haven't finished it, but I had been watching it, and I added it to my... It's on Netflix. It's a documentary about ZZ Top. Thank you, because I wanted to watch that. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I'm like, oh, shit. I immediately added it to my Netflix and SKU. I've watched Sick. What are, what are they called? The, uh, a, li a little old band from Texas? Yes, ZZ Top. 
that little old Okay, cool, because I did want to see this. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> I guess I'm like, I knew I had something up there. Oh, sweet. I, I did want to, I wanted to watch this. Yes. So go check that out. I'm going to try and finish it up in the next couple days. I think I, I want to watch about that. And they just added a Miles Davis one as well, which will be cool. But nice. yes, ZZ Top. All right, Daniel. Thank you. You're welcome. Cool. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, that. this is like this will be fun. This is right up Jordan's alley, too. Heck, yeah. All right. So what are we betting on this week? What's coming out next week? I don't even know what's coming out this next week. Well, next this next week, we got Bloodshot, that Vin Diesel movie. Let's just bet on that. I feel like that's going to be fun to bet on I are, don't know are we gonna be... see that one or are we gonna go... you expressed interest in like i'm like well it kind of looks like a stupid over-the-top action movie man i might have a lot of movies but i'm like this week, eh. but i do want to see the ben affleck one the way back i got my assigned movie now and on king kong 1933 oh daniel did i tell you so as far as fathom events go mm-hmm. now what's coming soon in the next month so we got king kong the original 1933 movie this week okay then the weeks to follow, Braveheart, Apollo 13, and Gladiator. I might. I mean, okay. So we'll have to go see um, Braveheart because I've never watched it before. Which, yeah. I mean, I've never seen it in theaters. So F to the yes. I've never seen Apollo 13. Another one. Great in theaters. Would be amazing. Definitely seen Gladiator. Only twice, though. I haven't seen it in like five and on, years. And not theaters, probably. And not in theaters. No, we watched it. The first time we watched Gladiator, we watched three. We watched Gladiator first, and then we watched Three Hundred, and then that's where I'm like, "Well, Three Hundred's dog shit." Because I just watched Gladiator with all these practical effects, then I watched Three Hundred, which is objectively not as good of a movie, and it's CG CGI overkill. So I'm like, 300's dog shit." Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I remember that night. I saw Gladiator in theaters back in 2000, but to see it again in theaters, hell yeah! But yeah, hell Braveheart. Yeah. Love that movie. Never seen it in theaters. I'm going for sure. But yeah, that's in the weeks to come. Just check fathomevents.com and look for a theater near you playing those. Sweet. We got that stuff coming. But yeah, starting this Sunday though, 1933 original King Kong, baby. That's cool. With Fay Ray. I'm I'm definitely seeing that. Nice. All right, Daniel. So what should we bet on this? Should we just bet on the Vin Diesel one? I would like to bet on Bloodshot. Because while it looks cool enough, Vin Diesel has a track record of anything that's not Fast and the Furious usually gets shit on. <laughs> it's not Fast and the Furious, it's dog shit. Yeah, apparently. But I'm like, it looks like over the, like, good, like, it looks good, fun, over the top action. Yes. And you know, sometimes you just need that. So, being of what I know about Vin Diesel. Is he's not a great actor. <laughs> All right. Well, I got mine written down. I don't know where this is going. It could be good. It could be bad. I don't know. I just said straight down the middle, 50. Mm. I put it at 60%. Like, just barely fresh. All right. So what is Maybe it? it should be lower. It probably should be lower. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Damn, but I guarantee you it's not going to have a fucking score. Bloodshot. Let's see. See if it'll actually have a score. Bloodshot, Ron Tomit. Oh shit, it's only PG 13. Mm. I feel like that was going to be rated R. I did too. As of right now, no score. No score. Which, you know, like, it feels like they're just like holding off the score longer and longer. I don't think. Yeah, it used to be a thing where, like, if it was bad, they didn't want you to know. Yeah. But now it's kind of 50 50. It could be good or bad still. So it's kind of like uses it to, like, hype it up, like, they have like a Rotten Tomato announcement video for like, oh, the score is in. So as, mu- as much as I'd like to do a top 10 list next week, Daniel, I think we should just see this. It, yeah, like you mentioned it. It looks let's say, fun. Let's say screw it and just go watch this. It could be our first really bad we make fun of movie this year. Oh, man. I hope so. But <laughs> Oh, one thing I forgot to mention. Onward, favorite movie of the year so far. I'm like, what else have we seen? The only one that sticks out really good to me is uh, Bad Boys for Life. That was just fun. Yeah, that's more your nostalgia, too. That's more my nostalgia, but yes, that was just a good, fun movie. Yeah, probably you're probably right. Onward so far, which is good, because it was one my almost most anticipated. I mean, unless Skyfall counts, but I don't think it does. No, I mean, in theaters. What we've seen new. Which, yeah, I guess, I guess we're going to do... Uh, 
Spectre anytime soon or just wait for that to fall? <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm conflicted. I'm like, I feel like I'm going to watch Spectre next and then maybe after that, then just start from ground zero. I think since I watched the first three recently, I'm just going to continue with Thunderball and, and Onward and just watch all of Bo- 20, 2020 is going to be me rewatching Bond. And I feel like I need to do it just because I know I haven't seen every Bond movie. Uh, It'd be nice to just we, see them all. We have the whole digital library. Why not? Exactly. Just to see them all. You get just the evolution of it. I remember, gosh, it's probably been like 18 years ago already when I watched the evolution of Bond. It was great though, just one after another, watching you know, Sean Connery, Lazenby, Roger Moore, Dalton. Mm, maybe I'll just squeeze one in tonight. Maybe do it, or I just watch Lego Masters. Oh yeah, do that too. I mean, that's only 45 minutes. What am I gonna do with the rest of the night? True. <laughs> true 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 all right but go watch lego masters first yeah you got to see the newest episode with the skyscrapers and stuff dude i'm so excited a lot of fun all right sweet all right everybody let's wrap it up here that's all for this week's episode of movies and brews daniel where can they find us you can find us online on movies underscore brews on instagram and twitter let us know what you thought of onward loved it hated it and uh we'll see you next time all right everybody thanks for the downloads Continue to listen to the show, share it with friends, and if you're on iTunes, give us a five star review just because. Woo woo. Appreciate we appreciate it. It definitely helps the show. And uh yeah, hopefully we'll get some sponsors on here soon. That'd be fun. Maybe we'll represent Manscape. <laughs> you getting tired of pricking your balls? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, hey, thanks. And uh we'll talk to you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers.